Right Rank of Denver 7 joins us, presented by ROX Rocks Heating and Air. Uh, Troy, you've been around the team, the Broncos, this week. Curious if you if you, if you picked up on any different vibe coming off a loss after being around this team during a five-game winning streak. Well, I mean, I still have confidence because of the fact they felt like they did not play particularly well, and they still could have won. Uh, they didn't deserve to win based on the overall numbers, but they were in position to win in a game where they were minus three in the takeover ba- takeaway battle. They got smoked in the first half, and then, you know, last second half of the game, they gave themselves a chance. So they do derive some confidence from that. That said, there's some urgency now, obviously. You have to win one of these next two to even stay in it, and frankly, it almost has to be this one. You can't keep losing in the AFC, You just to the terms of the tiebreaker. You're three and five in the AFC right now. Uh, you probably need to go four and one over these final five, but you can't continue to lose to AFC opponents and win any type of tiebreaker. So the confidence hasn't waned. It isn't like, oh, my God, we were a fraud. I can't believe this. It was... We played terribly, especially for the first half. We still could have won. We've got to build on that, but they've got to be better offensively. I mean, they really, it's got to, they've got to get more from their passing game. They're not going to continue to win games with 170 yards passing. Troy, were you surprised at all at the lack of involvement from Samaj P. Ryan in this week's game plan compared to what we saw the previous two weeks? He played such a vital role there in the comeback against Minnesota. He only had one carry and only two catches last week. A little bit. I mean, some of it is they'll tell you, uh, Matt, is when you go 0 for uh, what end up 0 for 12 on third down. Yeah, that doesn't. They don't get to they don't get to third. They don't get to certain plays. The down and distance gets a little messed up. I was. They were clearly trying to get a little bit more from Jaleel McLaughlin, and again, I've explained this. It's it's weird. Every time he's been in the game over the last five, six weeks, he gets the ball. Every time. Obvious. (laughs) It's an obvious tell. So if you don't want to be a tell. He's got to be in the game where he doesn't get the ball. But that's hard to do because you want to play Piron, especially on third down. So they get a little boxed here. But I was surprised uh, because especially in the receiving game, you know, the dump down game, but their game plan was to go vertical. That was the Texans' weakness, their secondary. And Russ missed on a couple. They had a couple drops. I mean, he missed the wide open Jerry Judy. I mean, that's where they failed. If Sutton catches the first one or if Russell hits Marvin Mims, do they win? I mean, they're certainly in position to win. Uh, and so I think that's where it wasn't so much going away from Piron as much as they felt the game plan, game plan, excuse me, was to beat the Texans more vertically. And they had, frankly, they had their opportunities. They didn't convert. Visit with Troy Rank, our Denver 7 insider. When you listen to uh, Sean Payton talk after the game, Monday, again yesterday, do you sense a legitimate frustration? With Russell Wilson, or is he simply just coaching Russell Wilson hard? Well, there's probably a little bit of both on that, but he expects more out of his passing game. I mean, you look at the history of his passing game, even without Drew Brees, he's not used to 170 yards a game. You know, now the touchdown interception ratio, it corresponds more to what you see from a Sean Payton offense. But the lack of explosives and just the lack of pure yardage and third down conversions is not making him happy. And there were clear mistakes and there was clear miscommunication. And some of that clearly falls on Russell Wilson. It's not all on him because the line didn't block particularly well. They had some drops. So I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, it's all Russell. But he misplays. And Sean Payton's expectations for that position are really high. That's why when people ask me about Russell's future, I say, we got to let this story play out. There's five more games. 
no decisions been made as far as I can tell. And if they go eight and nine or even nine and eight and miss the playoffs and, you know, Wilson doesn't play particularly well the last few weeks, I, I just, it would, nothing would shock me with Sean Payton. He has changed not only the culture, but a huge portion of the roster. So I just think we have to watch and see how this plays out because they've made a partnership effective. But is that enough? You know, I mean, it's like they, they didn't get, Sean Payton didn't come back to go nine and eight, eight and nine. And does he see Russell Wilson as a, you know, a guy that they can continue to get better with? That's why I believe these last five games really do matter in terms of his, Wilson's future, the, their relationship in terms of how this is going to work if there is a longer term version of this. Troy, the Broncos are five and three in their last eight against LA. What do you think it's been that has given them, you know, that edge in the matchup, specifically when Justin Herbert, you know, has been the quarterback on the other side of the ball? That defense, particularly with Vic Fangio, has just given Herbert fits. And then there's a version of that defense here now. But for whatever reason, Herbert has not read this defense well. He gets baited. He throws into coverage. He just makes mistakes that he hasn't made against other teams. And he had Sertan have a couple picks on him. But if you look at it, it's more Denver at home. They've never won at SoFi. Uh, so, I mean, those, they've had chances to win those games. They've been close, but, you know, a few times, but they've never won it so far, whether it's against the Chargers or Rams. But the big reason is the Chargers become one-dimensional. They don't run the ball particularly well, with all due respect to Austin Eckler, who's a fantastic player and from here in Colorado, great guy. Uh, but this year they don't, they're even worse. So one-dimensional teams against this kind of defense that can kind of disguise stuff, the Broncos typically have success in that regard, and I expect them to play well against Herbert. I mean, the one guy you've got to slow down is Keenan Allen. He is having an amazing year, I and mean, he's getting an insane amount of targets because the, the rookie from CCU is just going through drops. He's not reliable, and they lost Mike Williams to injury. So if you slow down Keenan Allen, I do think you have a really good chance to win because I don't see him running on the Broncos, and their rush defense isn't great. But I just don't see the Chargers able to make a living on the ground. Typically in this streak, teams that become one-dimensional, the Broncos do well against. Well, Troy, listen, uh, don't eat much for breakfast this morning because you're going to be at Brothers Barbecue today for our uh, war room. And the food there is delicious. So uh, gear up for a big lunch, and we'll be listening to you a little bit later on today. Can't wait, guys. Take care. Have a great show. Troy Thanks, Rank Troy. of Denver 7, presented by ROX Rocks Heating and Air.